0: Insecurities don't get conquered. They become understood. And when this happens, they don't have power over us any longer. This is a quote by Bob Goff that sets the stage for today. Insecurities get in our way when we are trying to lead in any capacity. So it's important to understand them and not just understand them, but also understand where they come from, what triggers them, how we can be thankful and use our areas of lower confidence for good in helping others. You can do that through becoming a part of this community on Instagram, my website, bestyoucanbe.com, or by subscribing and leaving helpful comments. Hey, you guys, happy Tuesday or whatever day it is for you if you're not listening to this on release day The title of today's episode is Leading Through Insecurities for a very specific reason. I didn't want to call it overcoming or conquering insecurities. I did not want to call it projecting insecurities or ignoring or leading despite insecurities. But I wanted to call it leading through insecurities because we all have them, every single one of us. They're just really different for each person and how we cope with them is very different. But even the most confident people in your life, who you might think never have an insecure thought in the world, do. And I've found that one of the trickiest aspects to leading through our insecurities is just the fact that we are bombarded by messages that feed whatever those insecurities are. I think when you're first getting started, especially as girls, the more confidently you begin to step into the leader that you want to be the more voices you hear in your head that say you aren't good enough. Who'd want to listen to you anyway? And if you aren't careful, this sense of fulfillment that you'd like to have as a young woman or girl, just confident in who you are and where you're going, will get lost in the negativity and self-doubt. In order to avoid this, I do believe that it helps to have a positive voice encouraging you in your leadership journey. And of course, that's part of my goal, to get you to that place of what I like to call quiet or calm confidence. Where you aren't without your faults, but you know your strengths. You aren't without your insecurities, but you are secure. You aren't overly out there, but you don't shy away when you want to step up or speak up. In today's episode, we are going to set the stage for common insecurities, and then we'll go from there through a brief exercise to try and better understand them, where they come from, what triggers them. After that, we will talk about gratitude and shifting the way that we look at our insecurities. And lastly, we'll wrap up with ideas of how to best actually put your insecurities to work in helping others rather than just hurting you. But before we do all of that, let's just recognize first that insecurities can absolutely wreak havoc on our lives and cause a lot of problems. They can create jealousy and ruin a friendship. They can create doubt and ruin a relationship they can create doubt and prevent us from pursuing a dream that seems scary insecurities can cause worry and lead to anxiety that can make you not want to wear some of your favorite outfits or not want to go certain places just because of who you might have to interact with on and on and on so first understanding our insecurities where do they come from what triggers them what are they I read an amazing quote recently by Bob Goff, who I actually quote a lot. He's a great author of multiple books, and he said, Insecurities don't get conquered. They become understood, and when this happens, they don't have power over us any longer. Insecurities don't get conquered. They become understood, and when this happens, they don't have power over us any longer. I'm going to list some common insecurities specific to girls and women here. Of course, I'm going to have to be a little bit general, so uh, these might not apply to you. I'm going to try my best, of course, but uh, I'm just going to take one of them and walk you through an exercise that you can do on your own, but also kind of alongside of me with my example to better understand a few of your underlying insecurities. I highly recommend just going through this exercise and kind of, you know, taking what Bob Goff said to do and, and making it a reality in your life. So, examples of insecurities. As I go through these, just see if one pops out at you and then hold that in your mind for our exercise in a minute. Category one is beauty and appearance. I weigh too much. I'm not pretty enough. The skin on my face has flaws, scars, breakouts. I wish I looked like blank. My clothes aren't cute enough. I don't know how to pose right in pictures. I look too young. I look too old. Category number two is self-worth. I'm not worth anyone's time. I'm not smart enough. I'm so bad at math, public speaking, writing, cooking, you name it. Likeability. I'm not likable. I'm not desirable by anyone for a romantic relationship. I'm not fun enough for anyone for a friend relationship. I'm too annoying. I'm too this, I'm too that, I'm too much. Fourth is weight and size. I don't look like models. I can't fit into the same size pants as I used to. I'm not skiddy enough. I'm not athletic or strong enough. I'm not tall enough. And fifth is situations. And this is more for all of those what if scenarios or what if insecurities. What if I don't fit in? What if no one likes me? What if I do something embarrassing on accident? What if I don't make the cut? So let's walk through this exercise. And I'm going to use the insecurity of I'm not pretty enough to do this exercise, but whichever insecurity stuck out to you as relatable, just use that. First, ask yourself, what's the insecurity? So for my example, that's the idea that I'm not pretty enough. Second, ask yourself, what does pretty enough look like? Or what would cute enough clothes look like? What perfect size would look like? Or what mental math ability would make you think that you're good enough at math? Just take a second to think about it. And so in my example, if I feel like I'm not pretty enough, maybe that's because since I got an Instagram account, I all of a sudden started seeing way more Photoshop than I was used to. So then comparing Photoshop and poses in front of a camera that make a lot of people appear more thin, tan, flawless compared to what I see in the mirror when I've just woken up, no makeup, tired eyes, doesn't really compare very nicely, right? I think a lot of people can relate to this. So the what there is the idea that I'm not pretty enough. The how to fix that? Make myself look like an Instagram model? No, thank you. Uh, and this is where I just want you to stop and do what Bob Goff suggested. Remember, he said, Insecurities don't get conquered. They become understood. And when this happens, they don't have power over us any longer. So what I want for us to do is understand our insecurities. Because if I understand that my feeling insecure in my appearance is just because I spend more time on Instagram now seeing fake flawlessness, then I can mentally start to connect the dots and realize this insecurity has nothing to do with me and everything to do with media and social media. And then it starts to break apart the facade that this is a real thing I struggle with. And it's more just... I, I have the, the area where I can point and say, no, this is the struggle The struggle social media, right? And I think that that's the answer, unfortunately, for a lot of potential insecurities, at least the ones that I put on my original list of ideas for you to pull from. I, I mean, if, if you're about to start in a brand new group of people, whether that be a new job, new school, new team, it still applies. Because you're influenced by things that will give you this idea of who you need to be and how your first impressions need to go. And those things that influence you might ignore the real you. And you are exactly what makes you altogether special right? I wish I could walk through this exercise with every possible insecurity to make sure that every listener feels paid attention to, but I can't. So hopefully I've laid this out in a way that you can just take it and uh, try better to understand whatever insecurity might occasionally or frequently nag at you and ask yourself where it comes from, what it's rooted in, um, meaning what leads to your insecurity. And then that can very quickly diminish it. Understanding our insecurities can take them from being overpowering, overwhelming, and uh, debilitating, keeping us from taking steps towards our goals. And it can, it can take all of that potential negativity and make our insecurities insignificant and not even worse a second thought. So with that, let's move on to gratitude. Why on earth am I supposed to be thankful for my insecurities? That might be what you're thinking. I thought that these were supposed to be things that I could just complain about, right? I mean, yes, I complain. And I am not perfect by any means here, but it is a powerful thing when you can learn to be thankful for your imperfections and be thankful for the things that you would resent otherwise. And I'm referring here to being thankful for the experience that you gain working through a specific insecurity, learning to see it in a different light, and then learning uh, about the effect that you can have on others by using it. It's similar to the idea of being thankful for hardships, right? So we hear this all the time. Be thankful for the valleys because the valleys are what lead you to the mountaintop experience and whatnot. And everyone always talks about the the lessons that they learn in the really, really grueling and difficult times in their lives. And I'll just tell you one super easy thing that you can be thankful for with regards to anything you have ever felt like you're lacking confidence in is your humility or more broadly speaking, just character refinement in general. So, still with our same example, the thought that you might not think that you're pretty enough should cause a small, balanced, reasonable increase in your humility. And I feel the need to dive into the definition of humility here because it is not self deprecation. Humility here would be like, well, I'm not confident in this one area, and I have a lot of things that I'm not the very best at, but. I also recognize that I have strengths to counter those weaknesses. I'm growing and I'm learning and I am just fine with all of that. Humility is a critical part of the type of confidence that I mentioned earlier that I really admire, and that is calm and quiet confidence. It is not a showboaty, braggy confidence. It's just a humble confidence. And wouldn't you rather have an area of your life of weakness or an area where you feel like you're not winning all the time if it means that you have some prized, respected, and crucial character refinement? I mean, I think so. I would totally take that over uh, being just perfect at everything, right? And this kind of gratitude is really hard to see in the moment. I will just give you that caution. In the moment of an insecurity coming front and center, it can be all we see. We can become irrational and blow the insecurity way out of proportion to be way bigger than it really is, way more important than it really is. But hopefully this exercise and ending it in a moment of recognition of gratitude can kind of, you know, of everything that can bloom from all of this will eventually become the default. And lastly, after we can understand our insecurities and like Bob Goff says, reduce them to no longer have gripping power over us, And after we have chosen to bravely be grateful for them and the character building that they give to us, let's actually use them. Insecurities left to not be put to use only do one thing. They nag at you and they serve very little purpose other than keeping us humble. But if we can use them in a way that benefits others, wow, how cool does that sound? How cool does it sound to be able to take something negative and turn it into a massive tool for leadership, encouragement, and change in another person's life? So here's an example. You're struggling, feeling like you can fit in, and you see someone else at school, in class, uh, or a friend that you're chatting with who seems just a little down about something, and they are feeling something semi-related, or they just aren't feeling their most confident. You now have because of your insecurities and what you've gone through to understand them, you now have this powerful gift called empathy. And empathy is one of my favorite words when it comes to leadership because it is a step above sympathy. Sympathy is, hey, I recognize that what you're going through is really hard and I'm going to try and help you as much as I can. Empathy, on the other hand, is, hey, I know that what you're going through is really hard because I have been in your shoes before. And that simple change there from, hey, I recognize what you're going through is really hard to, hey, I know what you're going through is really hard. That change opens the door for you to share with someone how you got out of that negative situation. And it gives you so much more credibility to share with them and have them actually listen to you, and how you learned to lead through the same insecurity that they are now struggling with, and so on and so forth, because you have literally been in their same shoes before, your experience is so much more relatable than if you are simply just trying to relate to them with no prior experience personally. And here's how I'm going to empathize with you right now. I'm not sure which insecurity popped out to you from the list that I read earlier. And maybe it was more than one. But I want you to know that a lot of them jumped out at me as either insecurities that I used to struggle with or ones that I have now. And I hope that this encourages you just knowing that you can learn to wrestle with them and lead through them just like me. Which brings me to my last point, what that actually looks like. Now that we've gone through the understanding of and the rendering insignificant our insecurities and we have walked through the importance of gratitude surrounding our insecurities and mentioned the opportunity to use them to lift up others, what does leading through insecurities actually look like? It looks like being aware of your insecurities and how they affect other people. Uh, The best example I have of this is actually middle school boys, because they're pretty much all insecure. And because of that, they feel the need to be bullies or just be super mean and annoying all the time. And that's insecurity in middle school boys rearing its ugly head through bullying and that's not really okay right so that is just a you know it's a very dramatic example but you definitely want to make sure that your insecurities don't affect other people because that would be a way that you're able to improve your leadership through your insecurities Uh, it also looks like leading even when we don't feel like we can lead it looks like how craig rochelle a church pastor and podcaster always says that people would rather follow a leader who is always real than one who is always right. And I would go a step further than this and say that people would rather follow a a leader who is always real than one who is always right and perfect. People would rather follow a leader who is always real than one who is always perfect. And so with this, I hope that you will just continue to lead despite what you perceive to be shortcomings or imperfections because the world needs your genuine heart no matter what flaws you bring to the table.